Oh. 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
to call our next performer a, a Jewish music superstar is an understatement. You have welcomed him to the Hask stage many a time, and tonight we're ready for another spectacular performance. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Here he is, Avramo Avram Fried!
Shabbat.
In the AM. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. Some early morning amazing selections. Uh, that comes from Menucha with Rachem Alzio and Avremo Avram Freed with Bench off of the most recent Hask double CD. Avram Rosenblum, When the Messiah Comes, off the Yes Legacy. Chaim David had Yachad from Grateful and Alive, the Live from the Kalbach Shul CD, which is so amazing. Ami Randvir with his medley off Shamra Nafshi. I think it actually began with the Shamra Nafshi selection um, from Ami Randvir. And Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this August 21st, day 25 in the month of Menachem Av. The year is uh, 5774, Tufshin and Dalid. 68 degrees, 83% humidity, winds in northeast at 4 miles per hour. Isolated thunderstorms today with a high temperature of 80. Then tonight, uh, thunderstorms and a low temperature of 68. Tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms, a high temperature of 77. No thunderstorms in Yerushalayim. They've got 90.1 degrees. Tel Aviv and Haifa at 86. A lot at 99. We're at 68 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Hope your Thursday is going well. Our brethren in Israel have been hit with a barrage of rockets over the last 48 hours. I mean, really a uh, an amazing collection of hardware coming from Gaza. And hitting Israel. Uh, since our program began, rocket sirens have sounded in Ashkelon and Ashdod. Iron Dome intercepted a rocket over Ashdod. One rocket intercepted by Iron Dome over Ashkelon. Another one fell in the region in an open area. Two more rockets fell in Ashkelon in open areas, and three more fell in open areas in the Stot Negev Regional Council. PA President Mahmoud Abbas was meeting with Hamas leader Khaled Mashal and the Emir of Qatar, Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad al-Tani. The three were expected to discuss the situation in Gaza. Hamas executed on Thursday three suspects for collaborating with Israel, according to the Palestinian media reports. Four more people were detained by Hamas security sources. And finally, just at about five minutes ago, rocket alert sirens sounded in Ashkelon. Those are just reports from the last... Oh, I don't know, 40 minutes or so since we hit the airwaves here at JM in the AM. Um, there were some call-ups yesterday. There were some call-ups, and um, will this lead to a re-entry of ground forces into Gaza? Who knows? But again, over 200 rockets in the last 48 hours. Defense Minister Moshe Yalon said that the Hamas... Commanders killed by the IDF overnight were responsible for severe terror attacks against Israel's citizens and IDF soldiers, including the kidnapping of Gilad Shalit. Yalon said the IDF action was a great operational and intelligence achievement for the army and the Shin Bet. 
The defense minister vowed to continue to pursue and hit Hamas leaders at any time and place. He who attempts to harm Israeli civilians is taking his life in his hands, he said. Yalon cautioned Israeli citizens to prepare for a long battle that would require patience, perseverance, and strength. said that Israel's goal was to return quiet for its citizens, particularly residents of the south, and it would not compromise in fulfilling that goal. Prime Minister Netanyahu said that meticulous intelligence and precise IDF operational abilities made possible Israel's killing of the three top Hamas leaders. Netanyahu said that in his name and in the name of the entire country, he wanted to thank the country's intelligence services, especially the head of the Shin Bet, Yoram Cohen. The Shin Bet and IDF work shoulder-to-shoulder during Operation Protective Edge, as they do throughout the year, and this is an important element in Israel's security, Netanyahu said. He also said the Gaza operation will continue until its goals are achieved, restoring quiet for a prolonged period along with a significant blow to the terrorist infrastructure. So those are some of the comments uh, coming out of Israel as uh, the rockets keep falling. Iron Dome, thank God, for the most part, keeps working. And um, Israel continues to target top terrorists, top Hamas commanders, and um, carry out justice against them. We pray for the safety of those in the IDF and IAF as they continue to secure and protect the state of Israel and its citizens, its residents, our brothers and sisters. And uh, I beg, and this was a very, very big topic yesterday afternoon where I was uh, hanging out yesterday. So if I'm... If I'm, if I'm harder than usual on this issue, I apologize. Or maybe I don't apologize. I beg everybody who has trips scheduled to Israel in 2014, whether they be in the next week or during September or during Sukkot or even afterwards, Chayesar is coming up in the middle of November. Chanukah is coming up at the end of December. Please keep those trips on your calendar. For tourists and for those visiting Israel. And I said this many times when I was there, and I said this on the air many times when I was there. It is so much worse when you're listening to everything over here. The impression's worse. The brainwashing is worse. All the impressions of what's going on in Israel are simply worse. So don't fall for it. Please keep traveling. And uh, keep those trips on the calendar. I especially admire, and I continue to get emails and tweets from people who have heeded our advice and are not only keeping trips on the calendar, but are actually scheduling trips. Yeah, literally scheduling trips. Dafka. They've become Dafkaniks just because. And that is that is a great reason. Maybe normally I wouldn't agree that being a Dafkanik is a great thing. But in this case, it's a great thing and it's a great reason to go. Even if it's for a weekend. Although this is a big week. If anybody has off next week, you're able to, to hop a flight and get to Israel in the next, I don't know, 48, 72 hours. It would be amazing. It would really be amazing. And let us know about it. I beg you. 
let us know about it. Quarter before 7 o'clock, it's JM in the AM on a Thursday morning. Don't forget, Malcolm Honline and I get to discuss the topics of the week during the weekly update. Tomorrow, 7.40 Eastern Time, everywhere, all over the radio, uh, all over the stream, all over your app, everywhere you get to hear it. The weekly update, 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in and join us for what's always a uh, an interesting, up-to-date discussion on what is happening in this amazing world of ours. And I continue to thank those who continue to comment on our app, the brand-new NSN app, Nahum Siegel Network, which you can install on your iPhone and your Android. Yesterday again, all through the morning and all through the day, great comments. Um, with thank yous, with comments about songs that have been heard during the day, and I appreciate that very much. So make sure to go to the app. If you, You'll see add a comment on the home page. It's the easiest way to go ahead and... Um, And comment about what's happening on our stream at jmnam.org all through the day. By the way, speaking of our stream and what may happen today, there's a rumor flying that today's Thursday live lunch, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, which you could hear, of course, right here on the web, um, will be uh, will be hosted by Yehoshua and Yosef Siegel. That is the rumor. The rumor is that both Yehoshua and Yosef Siegel are going to uh, give it a go with the live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. For that alone, you may want to tune in. Make sure to be tuned in at jmandtheam.org. Here are the Maccabees.
dish. Man has many thoughts, many ideas, which he thinks are best in any given situation. Rabbi Mela teaches us, it's not these ideas that are everlasting. It's those concepts taught to us by Hashem from the Torah. So how do we connect with the source? The Rebbe taught me that the way we connect is through being double and connected to the ways of our The word Eitzel can also be looked at as an abbreviation for Ayn Tzadikir, to the eyes of the righteous and the pathway to us. It's moving our lives in the way our Tzadikir see the world. It's through their holy eyes that we can see the world through pure clarity. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. 
It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmdm.org. Leif Tahar had Rachem, Rabos Machshavos done by the Nochi Krohn Band, and you heard the Maccabees in there with her Ubanim. Thursday morning, Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM and the AM. גליצה על השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל קרמי ממסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. חיסול צמרת חמאס בדרום הרצועה. הפגיעה בשלושת הבכירים מנעה פיגועים קשים נגד אזרחי ישראל. כך אומר ראש הממשלה נתניהו ומשבח את צה"ל והשב"כ על הביצוע. הסיכול אמש מצטרף לסיכולים רבים שאנחנו עושים נגד פעולות קטלניות שהחמאס וארגוני הטרור האחרים תכננו לבצע. וכתוצאה מפעולותינו לא ביצעו. אנחנו נמשיך לעבוד יחד כדי להביא להשגת היעד שלנו, השבת, השקט והביטחון לתקופה ממושכת. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי מעדכן שעשרות אלפים משתתפים כעת בהלוויית השלושה, מוחמד אבו שמאלה, ראאד אל-עטר ומוחמד ברהום ברפיח. במקביל הפלסטינים מדווחים על שני הרוגים בתקיפת רכב בעיר עזה. נמשך ירי הרקטות לעבר ישראל, מגבול הרצועה, כתבתנו תמר ירושלמי. בשעה האחרונה נשמעו באשדוד, בברטוביה ובעוטף עזה אזעקות. במועצה האזורית אשכול נפגעו לול וחממה, אחד העובדים נפצע באורח קל מרסיסים ופונה עצמאית לקבלת טיפול רפואי. שתי רקטות נוספות התפוצצו באשכול בשטחים פתוחים. מעל שמי אשדוד יורתה בהצלחה רקטה אחת. כיפת ברזל ירתה שתי רקטות נוספות במועצות האזוריות שדות נגב וחוף אשקלון. אזעקה נשמעת כעת באזור התעשייה באשקלון ומדרום לעיר. מוקדם יותר פגעה רקטה סמוך לגן ילדים באשכול. אב שהגיע לחגוג יום הולדת לבנו הכניס את הילדים למרחב המוגן ונפצע בינוני מרסיסים. הנה קורן חזות, אם לילד שלומד בגן. גנים אמורים להיות ממוגנים. אני יוצאת בבוקר לעבודה שהפחד שלי הוא בין הבית לגן. אז יש לי אופניים ויש לי שני ילדים לפזר, אז אני עושה את זה בפחות מ-15 שניות. אבל עד עכשיו הייתי רגועה שהם בגן ממוגן. אז עכשיו גם זה לא. 
חשוב שהשרים יאמרו את דברם, כך אומר שר השיכון אורי אריאל בתגובה על הביקורת שמתח אמש ראש הממשלה נתניהו על חברי קבינט שיוצאים נגד מדיניות הממשלה. אני חושב שהשרים מתוקף אחריותם המשותפת בממשלה על כל החלטות הממשלה והקבינט, כל אחד יכול להגיד את דברו, זה חשוב שנאמר את דברינו, יחד עם זאת כמובן צריך לשמור על הכללים הידועים שמקבינט לא מדליפים לא דבר ולא חצי דבר, ואני מאמין שהשרים מקפידים על הכלל הזה. מזכ"ל הסתדרות המורים יוסי וסרמן קורא למגן את כל מוסדות החינוך בארץ. אנחנו נמצאים במדינה שמסביבנו מאות אלפי טילים. מדרום ומצפון, מערכת החינוך, בתי הספר, גני הילדים, חייבים להיות מנוגנים כמשימה לאומית של הממשלה. ואנחנו נדרוש את זה במפגיע. כתבתנו תמר פלד מוסרת ששר החינוך שי פירון אמר בצהריים ששנת הלימודים תיפתח כמתוכנן ב-1 בספטמבר, גם אם המבצע בעזה יימשך. בית המשפט העליון קיבל את ערעור המדינה ורוצחו של דרק רוט, משה בן איבגי, ישוחרר רק בעוד ארבע שנים. כתבנו רום ליאור. בעקבות ההחלטה של שלושת שופטי בית המשפט העליון, ממאסרו של בן איבגי ינוכו רק 29 ימים, בהם היה נתון במעצר בארגנטינה לצורך הסגרתו לישראל. כזכור, בן איבגי שנידון ל-16 שנות מאסר בעקבות הרצח אותו ביצע כשהיה בן 14, ברח לארגנטינה באחת מחופשותיו מהכלא, ומשם הוסגר בחזרה לישראל. נעדכן כי אזעקה נוספת נשמעה לפני זמן קצר באזור התעשייה באשקלון ומדרום לעיר. המשטרה נטרלה מטען חבלה שאותר בחולון, אין נפגעים. כתבתנו שרון פולבר מוסרת שהרקע לאירוע ככל הנראה פלילי. התחזית לסוף השבוע עדיין חם, בלי שינוי של ממש בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
That's actually the live version of Rufua Shlema done from Kesaria with Yaakov Shweki uh, from his volume two from Israel. Before that, of course, was Baruch Levine with the recorded version of Rufua Shlema off of the CD entitled uh, Hashkifa here at JM in the AM. I heard yesterday that Yaakov Shweki was in concert in Israel at some point in the last uh, couple of days. Um, yeah, in the last few days at some point. As soon as we hear details and as soon as we find out if, in fact, uh, the concert will be released on some type of uh, CD slash DVD, we will let you know. It's Thursday morning at JM in the AM at 12 minutes after 7 o'clock. Rumors flying that Yoshua Siegel and Yosef Siegel will be conducting the live lunch today online. Start catching it at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmtheam.org. Great way to listen to our stream all day long is through the NSN app. If you haven't installed the brand new NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app, you want to make sure to do that, Android and iPhone. So that's a great way to listen. News from Israel continues to be quite challenging. We're following the live blog on the Jerusalem Post about what's been happening over the last few hours regarding the situation from Gaza uh, at 1.35 p.m., which is about 40 minutes ago, rocket alert sirens sounded in Tivot and Stot Negev Regional Council. Uh, then after that, rockets sounded in Shar HaNegev. At 1.51, Hamas sources said that the body of uh, Sarah Def, Mohammed Def's daughter, was pulled from the rubble of the house destroyed by the IDF. His wife and son were previously found killed in the same strike, and there were reports of a third identified person had been killed. His whereabouts remain unknown. And, of course, he is one of the world's most wanted terrorists. At 2 p.m., 13 minutes ago in Israel, rocket sirens alerted and sounded in the Ashkelon Coast Regional Council. As many people are posting from around Israel, uh, rockets uh, seem to be flying everywhere. And uh, our brethren are certainly under attack as we speak. Let's keep our brothers and sisters in mind. Uh, it is certainly time, if you haven't done so yet, it is certainly time for communities and synagogues to start arranging for a special Tehillim gatherings and Tefillah gatherings. Uh, this is the time because uh, things are heating up, to say the least. So whatever you and your community can do, please do so. And please keep in mind that we continue to encourage people, despite what you might be reading and hearing and uh, and discussing, uh, we continue to encourage people to keep those trips to Israel on your schedule, on your calendar. Um, certain areas are difficult in Israel, there's no question about it, but uh, don't be led to believe that it's like that in the entire country or in the places that you no- you would normally travel to if you were traveling to Israel. So please keep those trips actively on your calendar. Don't let anybody alter your plans. When you alter your plans, it is a uh, concession to the terrorists, to those who continue to attack our brothers and sisters, please try your hardest to keep those trips on your calendar for the end of August, for September, for Sukkot, for Chaye Sarah, wherever the case may be. JM and the AM at a quarter after 7 o'clock. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yitzhak Fuchs, Mimama Kim, the title track uh, to his CD here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, Lenny Solomon's Nikadesh from a Shabbat in Liverpool. <laughs> Yossi Green with Nasev and Ishmael off of the eighth note here at J.M. in the A.M. 27 minutes after the hour, Thursday, J.M. in the A.M. Reminder, tomorrow it's uh, Malcolm Holmline and the weekly update. We get a chance to explore the uh, news events of this week. Uh, happens 7.40 Eastern Time in the morning, every Friday morning here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in either on the radio or on the NSN app or on uh, your stream at jmtheam.org, whatever the case may be. Make sure to be tuned in. We'll go through the events of this week tomorrow, 7.40 AM Eastern Time here at JM in the AM. Rumors continue to fly that Yoshua Siegel and Yosef Siegel will be hosting today's live lunch. We uh, encourage everybody to tune in. Starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream, jmtheam.org. Live lunch goes from 11 until 1 o'clock, and you might have some really interesting young hosts today discussing a variety of topics. So be tuned in and enjoy. And if you don't have the uh, the app, install it as soon as possible. NSN, Nachum Siegel Network app, will get you a uh, an array of programming. It will get you our live stream and the ability to comment on the app. And I thank all those who have been commenting over the last day or so. One listener wrote with uh, w- one listener wrote way too many red alert interruptions during the show. That is true. If you have our stream going and you have the red alert app, chances are you're going to hear a lot of uh, of um, rocket launches that are on that red alert app. And there have been too many over the last day or so. That's for sure. Two hundred is the estimate over the last forty eight hours. Also want to say hi to our friends at Ruach Day Camp. They did acknowledge our message that we sent over the radio yesterday after reading their message on the in the comments section of uh, the NSN app, and we thank them for that. I encourage them to keep listening every single morning. I'm assuming day camp ends pretty soon. <laughs> 29 minutes after 7 o'clock, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echanishmas Arav Zev, Ben Rabi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Gemara relates in Chulin. Adam Uvehema Toshia Hashem. Hashem helps man and animal. 
This refers to a man who is smart but humbles himself like an animal. Rashi comments that this refers to Adam Harishon, the first man. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef points out that obviously it would be most beneficial for man to choose good in life and to be repulsed by evil. However, man is endowed with free will. He can do whatever his heart desires. This is facilitated by the concealment of the divine providence, Hashkacha. Reward and punishment are not immediately dispensed, and when they are, it is difficult to discern. In this way, any compelling reason to do good or to desist from doing bad is eliminated. If the actions of a person would be followed by immediate compensation or penalty, then the individual's bechira or free will, would effectively be taken away. He would no longer be serving Hashem. Rather, he would be serving himself. If a Russia, an evil person, would receive instant retribution, then a person would not be able to attain reward for not doing an Avera. This would be contrary to the Gemara and Kedushin that says, Yoshevelo Avar Avera, one who sits passively and doesn't commit a sin, Noistim lo schar, mitzvah. He receives a reward as if he had performed a mitzvah. The Aricha Sapayim, the great patience of Hashem, increases the reward of the tzaddik. It's because his intense emunah in Hashem and Hashem's Torah will bring him to the realization that a judge and a judgment do indeed exist in this world. The Torah concept maintains that the ways of Hashem are hidden from a person. We see the tzaddik who has it hard in life and the rasha who has it good. Tzaddik v'raloi, rasha v'tovloi. Or sometimes we see that they are both being dealt with in a seemingly like manner. This is in order to reinforce our emunah Nashem, to have complete trust that ani Hashem ne'man l'shalem. I am Hashem who is faithful to pay. The great Hasidic master, Reb Nachman of Breslov, once said, It's improper for us to expect reward for our tzidkis, since all of our deeds and all of our tefillahs come from Hashem. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Oh, oh, oh. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Yummy Loey. Aishas Chayel. Before that, Simcha Liner, Shabachol, off of his uh, debut CD, Pischili. Asher Sharf and Sons at Shiramalos. Moshe Hecht opened up, excuse me, opened up that set with Ka'ayal here at JM in the AM. Nine minutes before 8 o'clock Thursday morning with 68 degrees, isolated thunderstorms and a high of 80 on our stream all day long at jmandtheam.org. Rumor flying that both Yoshua Siegel and Yosef Siegel are going to be hosting the live lunch today from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. on our stream at jmandtheam.org. So make sure to be tuned in. And if you don't have the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app installed, make sure to install it ASAP. That's the rumor that they're going to be sitting in today in the middle part of the day with a live lunch. Congratulations to them. Um, at tomorrow, Malcolm Honeline at this time. Malcolm Honeline joins us tomorrow morning, 740 Eastern time for the weekly update. Rockets are falling in Israel. Ceasefires have ended, and uh, what will the Israeli government do is the big question. We'll uh, speak about that and many other things, I'm sure, as well. Tomorrow morning, 740 Eastern Time, weekly update. Malcolm Holman will join us right here at JM in the AM. I got the uh, notice from Briss Avram yesterday. They've announced that their 35th anniversary dinner and the 29th year of gala weddings will happen on the same date, Sunday, September the 14th at the Sheraton Parsippany on Smith Road in Parsippany, New Jersey. And this year, the um, weddings and dinner will honor the chief rabbi of Tel Aviv and chairman of Yad Vashem, Harav Yisrael Mayer Lau, author of Out of the Depths. Sandy Shmueli is going to be the special guest performer. For information, contact Briss Avram at 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770. Dr. Schloss joined us yesterday. A reminder, as he told us yesterday, that free kosher meals for kids are available next week in both um, Williamsburg and Borough Park. In Williamsburg at Middleton Playground beginning at 11 a.m. and in Borough Park at Gravesend Park beginning at 1 p.m. Plus Wednesday in Gravesend Park and Borough Park, there'll be a whole fun summer activity day from 1 until 2.30. Free kosher meals for kids uh, at those two locations next week between camp and school. If you're in those neighborhoods, you may want to check that out. The Borough Park Center for Rehab and Health Care presents Family Fun Day happening Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, August the 27th. That's right, it's Rosh Chodesh Elul. Uh, at 4915 10th Avenue in Brooklyn from 11 until 4. There'll be a Ferris wheel, snow cones, cotton candy, popcorn, moonwalk, obstacle course, circus slide, whirlwind ride, and plenty more, plus a spectacular petting zoo, all courtesy of the Borough Park Center for Rehab and Health Care, 10th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Information, boroughparkcenter.net, boroughparkcenter.net. The 13th Jewish Business to Business, Business, to Business Expo and Conference, Happens Thursday, September the 11th at the Palace on McDonald Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. It'll feature a real estate and building management pavilion. And um, if you're in the world of business, you may want to consider exhibiting during the uh, B2B Expo and Conference. Reserve your booth by going to a jewishexpos at gmail.com, jewishexpos at gmail.com, or dialing 718-633-0733, 718 718- 
888-633-0733. And Ding sent me. Where is that announcement? Give me a second because Ding has sent me a um, a flyer that describes a whole bunch of Uncle Maishi activity that's happening this coming Sunday. I think it's Sunday. Hmm. Hopefully we'll know in just a moment. Uncle Maishi is the centerpiece of a whole bunch of activity at Party Zone USA, uh, which is located in Middletown, New York, on East Route 211 in Middletown, New York. The Party Zone USA featuring a roller coaster, bumper cars, mini Himalayan flying bananas, (laughs) a spring ride, inflatable bounce houses, laser runner, they welcome Uncle Maishi this coming Sunday in two performances, noon and 2 o'clock. Party Zone USA, with all the rides, uh, welcomes Uncle Maishi at noon and 2 o'clock. Uh, the price of admission gets you one Uncle Maishi show and two hours of rides. Mm, not bad. That's 360 East Route 211 in Middletown, New York, right behind Friendlies, it says here. Information, thepartyzoneusa.com, thepartyzoneusa.com, or dial this number, 845-343-7278. That's 845-343-7278. And again, that happens up in Middletown this coming Sunday with Uncle Maishi, the centerpiece of that amazing day. All right. Schleimi Teisig will wrap up the hour for us at JM in the AM.
Shlomi Tysig wrapping up the 7 o'clock hour Thursday morning at JM in the AM. Yishai Fleischer is scheduled to join us in the next few minutes from Israel. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web. It's jmintheam.org.
Yoel Sharabi with the uh, selection entitled uh, Kia Data here at JM. They am seven minutes after eight o'clock Thursday morning broadcast. Well, one of the only things missing from our week of broadcasting in Israel is that we didn't have a chance to uh, <coughs> to host our good friend Yishai Fleischer. Yishai was actually traveling here in the United States while we were in Israel. Now he's back where we belong. Uh, in the Holy Land. He is, of course, a, a well-known international a journalist, radio announcer, and very good friend of JM and the AM. Yishai Fleischer, shalom, and welcome back to JM and the AM. 
Nachem, it's, uh, it's good to be on the show. It was great seeing you in the airport. Bumped into you there at JFK, and that was a great bracha. Uh, but you're right, now we're back here in Jerusalem, and uh, back to the uh, tension that we're facing here in Jerusalem as well. No question about that. Yeah, like I said, you're back where we belong, and it was nice reuniting for a few minutes uh, at JFK. N- nothing like spicing up a boring airport visit. I-, I don't mean yours. I mean me waiting <laughs> for the person I was waiting for. Um well, you, you know what's utmost on everybody's mind, Yishai. Uh, we hear about the hundreds of rockets that are raining down on Israel. We see and hear the red alerts, those who are in tune with what's happening in the Holy Land. And the big question is, uh, is the Prime Minister, is the administration in Jerusalem going to have to make a decision to go back with yet another ground offensive in Gaza? How serious do you think this is going to get? Well, we're learning that Hamas, is dedicated, and um, I think that we're seeing a lot of the people in the, in the Jewish nation, in Am Israel, uh, realizing that this is a time to get rededicated to standing up for Israel, fighting for Israel, because it looks like Hamas is teaching us a lesson. And I don't, I don't say those words lightly. Um, they're teaching us a lesson in <clears throat> how prepared they are for self-sacrifice and how prepared they are uh, to face our army and what their very limited goals are. Their very limited goals are not to destroy Israel because they can't do that. They want to bug us. They want to show the world that they're not afraid of us. They want to shut down our economy. They want to, now they're, now they uh, sent some rockets towards some of the gas fields, natural gas fields in the Mediterranean. And they're also showing us that they're, they're willing to take us on. And the question is kind of being asked internationally, how is Israel going to manage? When we do start a fight with them, they immediately go into a different mode, into the media mode of showing us as the aggressors, as the killers of their children. And we face, uh, Israel faces a kind of um, quandary to go in with full force, to engage fully, or to do what I think our prime minister's wish is, would, would be that he could not engage fully, that he could only make this into a mild problem, teach him a lesson, and keep doing what I think our prime minister really likes to do, which is to build the country, build more roadways, build railways. And that's one of the fundamental differences between Israel side and the Hamas side, is that Israel, I think, is creative by its nature and wants to live and enjoy life and build up the life of the Middle East and Israel. And Hamas on their side, they are not creative, they are destructive, they're willing to destroy all the way. They're willing to face us all the way. Yeah. I mean, no question about it. And that's, of course, the uh, uh, the fundamental difference. But but let me let me ask you this: not that you need to explain the enemy to us. I don't think that's your responsibility to get into the head of the enemy. But if in fact this was the plan all along, that the rocket barrages would continue from Gaza and and you know and increase the tension for our brothers and sisters in Israel, in addition to whatever damage, God forbid, can be done, th- then why negotiate ceasefires at all? Why are they sitting at the negotiating table? Why are they going through this game of making believe that they're actually interested in having some type of peaceful coexistence? Well, right there, what you said at the end is is the point that could be confusing. They're not interested in peaceful coexistence. A ceasefire for them is is to get an advantage, a political advantage. Even if, in their mind, if they reach a ceasefire in which they embarrassed Israel and showed themselves as the leaders of the Palestinian cause and the leaders of the jihadist movement who can take on this giant Israel 
and they've reached a ceasefire. And a ceasefire only means, in their mind, uh, a time to rearm and prepare yet again for another onslaught. Then they'll do that. It's a, <clears throat> it's completely tactical. It's a completely tactical outlook, and it has nothing to do with the word that you said, which is peaceful coexistence. That if if you heard them say that, which they don't say, but if you would hear them, that's only in order to kind of throw us off the trail and to 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 you know have those forces in the, in the Jewish. Uh, and in the Israeli world that, you know, are seeking peace and want peace. We all want peace, but there are those voices that think that that's so paramount that we have to do sacrifices. So they want to utilize those voices to weaken internal Israeli, the, the debate, and, and to make that uh, debate side towards helping right. them and giving them and sacrificing to them. And so they're just, they're, they're very tactically, tactically oriented. We could see it by their charter, and we could see by their behavior that they... Uh, wants the destruction of Israel as a total goal, and will take the weakening of Israel as a near near term goal. Also, another thing is that the very fact that we're frustrated by these ceasefires is to their advantage. They think it's funny. Right. They think it's funny that we wait they, with bated breath right. for a ceasefire for a break, and they're just like, "Ha ha, just kidding." Here's another volley, and what are you going to do? Yeah, they get to string us along. Yishai Fleischer with us from Israel. Uh, Yishai, then I, then I go back to my original question because you're familiar with you know the with the way things are on this side of the world, the old you know what's going to be uh, question, the what's going to be uh, aspect of all this. Is it inevitable then that we're going to reach the same type of proportion in terms of the numbers that um, the prime minister had to send into Gaza in terms of a ground offensive? Is is it something that's unavoidable uh, at this point, or is it still avoidable? Are they able to? take care of what needs to be taken care of just by the use and the force of the Israel Air Force? Uh, it all really depends on our mindset and our willingness to tolerate images that are, are not uh, savory. And if we're willing, and, 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 and really this is, not a, this is not a military conflict. This is more than anything a conflict about... Where is Israel willing to take this? How serious are they willing to strike? If you remember, around the time of the disengagement, there was a lot of voices that said, if one rocket comes out of Gaza, we will flatten them, we will smash them. Right. But those were all very theoretical, and they proved, and, and I said back then, that a cowardly action of leaving our homes in Gishkatif will not result in a heroic action of smashing the bad guys. They will result in more cowardice. And uh, those are hard terms, but the bottom line is that this is an internal debate within Israel about how much are we going to allow ourselves to be pushed around and how much are we willing to do those kind of actions. To, to do what you're saying, which is to use the air power to, to attack Gaza, you got to say, okay, we're really going to go all the way, and we're willing to tolerate civilian casualties. And we're not going to talk about And I, when I was on Al Jazeera, for example, they asked me, uh, you know, what about the morality of the Israeli army? How come it is it that um, we're willing to kill children? And I said to them, I am not about to debate morality of warfare with the jihad. You fired us, and we fire back. If you put your children in front of our missiles, that's very much to our dismay, but we are willing to do it because we will not tolerate you firing at us. So that, that's a mentality. If you're going to, every time that you get on TV, you're going to debate if Israel's moral or not moral, and it's Army usage, you've already lost the war because you're not willing to do what these guys are willing to do, which is to take it all the way. Yeah. So that, that's, in, in one sense, Nahum, there's a very healthy thing that's happening here. And that is, 
the, the question was being thrown out to Israel, are you going to try to root this out, or are you going to kick the can down the road? I am absolutely confident in saying that our government would love to be able to kick the can down the road, and maybe they'll be able to. If they reach a ceasefire, it'll be a ceasefire that will last X number of years until this uh, Hamas uh, uh, will rear their ugly head again. On the other hand, the opportunity that we have right now with Egypt being against uh, Hamas, with uh, Saudi Arabia being against Hamas, with a lot of forces that are find the jihad distasteful right now, that gives us a lot of opportunity to uh, to, to 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 really unleash uh, the power that we have. And 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 one more aspect of the Israeli psychology, which is so important here, is are we willing to be a superpower? Right. If we want to be a small power that wants to only fight when it when it feels like it needs to defend itself, then we can only fight as long as they force us to fight. But if we say, hey, we don't tolerate this kind of thing. We have a zero tolerance policy for the injury of Jews. We want to end this. We do not want these forces to try to destroy us. And by the way, they try to destroy their own society as well. We're willing to root these guys out. It is such a, you know, we talk about the challenging summer that it's been in Israel. It's really a a watershed summer. The, The results of what goes on over the next few weeks could have a pivotal effect on modern Jewish history, frankly. Yes, I, I think that you're absolutely right. And I think that it, is, it has been a heavy summer, uh, uh, an emotional summer, definitely one that I have felt my own you know, flesh tired from the emotional ups and downs, and not to mention, of course, the reserve soldiers that have been down there and now also are again preparing to be called up. And uh, sadly, um, we're in a state of affairs that the enemy is controlling the court. It's, it's mm-hmm. their game. It's, it's, it's up to them. And we have not taken it to, to the point that they're saying, whoa, Israel is an is a, is a unexpected enemy. We don't know where they're going to come from. They're, they're audacious. And so we are kind of predictable and a little bit um, kind, of, kind of slow to, to move. Everything is very costly. Tentative. We're, te- we're, te- we're tentative. We're tentative. Right, we're sensitive. We're sensitive to to sixty four deaths, and they're not so sensitive to two thousand. Yeah, but, yeah, but, uh, but I'm saying I'm saying we're tentative that we're that we hesitate oh. to make the move. Right. Oh, that's also true. That's that's one hundred percent true. Um, but you know, the good news is that we're being forced to make that decision. And the other good news, I think, there is a silver lining here, which is that Hamas has definitely shown themselves to be audacious. They've definitely challenged us. There's, by the way, a crazy figure that everybody has to know is that there's about 300,000 Israelis that are displaced right now. Wow. And the ball is totally in their court. But on the other hand, it's important to make this distinction. Um, while I agree with you that we're tentative, the old uh, uh, Arab regimes, uh, like Nasser, used to talk in 1967, before the war, they were going to wipe us out. They were going to throw us into the sea. Today, nobody's talking that way. Right. They're talking about embarrassing us, shutting down our airport, hurting our economy, you know, killing some of our soldiers. But they don't have strategic depth. We have command of, of, of this region, and we are becoming, by force of our own uh, uh, growth, uh, fiscal and military, and by force of the fact that the Arab nations around us are disintegrating, we are the, the big dog in this region. The question is, are we going to get that consciousness sooner or later that we have to set the tone for what's going on and to lead? And the jihadist forces can be put on the run. If you don't 
send a message to this jihad. You know, there's other jihadist forces, even even more uh, aggressive than Hamas in the region and in the form of the Islamic Caliphate. And uh, we have to set set a tone right now that we're the superpower in the region. If you want a caliphate, that's fine, because we're going to have our own quote-unquote caliphate. We're going to have a, a very strong Israel that's going to not... Uh, uh, succumb to, to these kind of forces. But yes, it's a watershed historical moment for sure, and, and we'll see. I can't really predict to you because I do feel that there are forces that would love to see this thing just go away, and we have not been mentally prepared for a big old war. We have not been prepared for that. Uh, but, you know, Hamas is forcing us, and, and, and they are making fun of us. There's no question about it. Yeah. They are calling us out. Not very different, by the way, than another uh, famous anti-Jewish fighter, which was Goliath, who called us out, called us names, you know, said that we were nobody, and said that our God was nobody, and it took, it took the stature, the, the short uh, figure and the huge stature of King David uh, to come out and, and to face Goliath, and that spirit has to reside in, in the IDF and in Israel right now. And uh, it's, I, I think it's on the way, but uh, as a reporter, I could tell you it's still very much, as you said, hesitant, but on the other hand, we are uh, approaching that, and maybe our enemies are the ones that have to wake us up. Ah, so sometimes history repeats itself. Yishai, this is going to sound unusual to a lot of people. As uh, we just read a moment ago, as you were uh, answering my question, I was looking at the um, latest red alerts, Ashkelon, Beersheva, and we know that hundreds of rockets have been falling. Uh, despite all this, I have been trying to uh, convey the message to people, the truthful message to people that by and large there is no reason to stop traveling to Israel and how important it is to keep traveling to Israel and to support the economy and to give a boost of solidarity and to uh, and to help out in whatever way possible. And very often, very often, as we you know sit and hear only these types of things on this side of the world, we assume that every inch of Israel is being covered in these types of attacks and that every area is, uh, you know, quote-unquote dangerous. Can you help me in reassuring this audience that if they keep their plans for August and for September and for Sukkot to head to Israel, they will not regret it? Nahum, it's an incredibly important point, what you're talking about. Uh, there's, there's, there's two things I'll have to say. First thing is that I can tell you that the cafes tonight in Jerusalem and in Tel Aviv will be filled to the brim with Israelis who are out and, and having fun. And I'm going, I'm taking my wife out tonight to Chutzot Hayutzer, which is a big, like, art uh. festival. So, so, so we're going out, our kids are going out, and we're having a lot of fun still, even through this challenging time. I know that sounds wild, but that's just the way it is. There's a war on, on, on one level, and still life goes on on the other level. On the other hand, I want to say that... The reason that we're going out is in part because life goes on, but also in part because we send a message also, which is our courage, our audacity, our, our fearlessness, and our uh, um, never-ending effort to continue to actually make a normal life here in Israel. I think that the people that cancel their plans are going to feel a drop in their hearts. They chickened out at the moment that Israel needs them. And on the other hand, those who keep their plans, and I have a good friend of mine uh, just flew in, my friend Renan just flew in from New Jersey, from New York, and I saw him with his whole family. And he feels, and his family feels such a pride 
and being here, Dafka, as we say, Dafka. And that's the word I want everybody to have in their head, the word Dafka, despite and in spite of what exactly our enemies want. What do they want? They want you to cower in fear. They want you to be a victim of terror. They want you to cancel your plans. That's exactly what Hamas wants. And if you canceled your plans, you are, there's no other word for it, you are a victim of terror. Yep. And when you courageously say, absolutely not, we're still going to have a great time, we're still going to eat great food, we're still going to have a spiritual high by, by coming to Israel, and Dafka, in their face, despite and in spite what our enemies want, I came to Israel and I showed my children that courage is part of what being Jewish is about, that Israel is, is our beloved country through thick and thin, and right now she needs us, she loves us, the people of Israel need to see our, our courage and our unity, and as I always say, we have to hold hands across the Atlantic. And, and our marriage is not judged in times of, of peace, uh, it's judged in times of challenge and in times of war. It's easy to come into Israel and treat it like Epcot Center or Disney World when it's all comfy. But right now is when the country needs you, and you can have a memory of a lifetime. You can have that inner satisfaction that you were courageous, and, and your children will, will have that inspiration for all their lives. And, of course, we Israelis will feel that our brothers and sisters in America are united with us in our plight. This is an attack against Israel. This is an attack against our family. Yep. And our family's got to come together, right? And I hope everybody realizes that. By the way, I'm looking at the, uh, at the Chutzot Hayotzer schedule. Great day there today. You have a lot. Yeah, what's there today? <laughs> a lot of great stuff. A lot of great arts and craft stuff. A lot of good, uh, performances. They have special, uh, uh, they have special array of printing, of, uh, paintings rather, and international, uh, arts that, uh, are being represented both, um, by Israelis and people around the world. You have a lot of, a lot of nice things to enjoy as the festival starts to come to an end. I'm going to definitely hook that up tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's very important to, to savor the life of, of Jerusalem and Israel. There's so many beautiful things here. So I'm going to take my wife out and we're going to get some food out there and we're going to have, uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, beautiful, the walls of Jerusalem smiling upon us. And uh, we'll be sending a message to our enemies, nothing doing. We ain't going to cower. We're not going to be afraid. We're going to fight if we have to fight, but we're going to live for sure. And I'm Israel Chai. We've been waiting for this moment for a long time, and we're not going to let the likes of, of these um, destructive jihadis who really don't have a vision for this world uh, somehow stop our progress forward. We're, we're, we're building Israel. We're building Jerusalem. And at the end, we're also going to build a house of prayer for all nations. And, uh, you know, we keep smiling. That's it. That's it. We keep smiling. Amen to that. Um, I look forward, and I'm sure my listeners look forward to reuniting with you in the Holy Land. Thank you so much, Ishai Fleischer. Nachum, you're the best. Keep up the great work of connecting people. Really. I appreciate that very much. Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, Ishai Fleischer. He is, uh, he's, he's heading out. He's heading out to enjoy Jerusalem at Chutzot Hayotzer tonight. He's heading out. That's right. That's what all of us can be doing. Keep your trips on the schedule for August. There's a million things to do in Israel, even with the rockets falling. And uh, for those of you who are um, on the calendar for September and for Sukkot, all we could do is continue to encourage you to keep those plans exactly where they are. There's a big battle going on. Yishai Fleischer just described it. There's a big battle going on on many fronts. Let's not cave in on the, it's the one front we can, we can be of assistance with, the tourism front. Let's not cave in on that one. All fronts need to be strong during this war. This is JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Uh, that's Psachia with uh, Cobra Ma here at JM in the AM. I want to thank you, Shai Fleischer. The war is being fought on many fronts, and it looks like it's going to escalate on some of those fronts. We have an opportunity to make a big difference on the tourism front. Yeah. And the propaganda front also, by the way. But let's stick to tourism for a moment. Keep those trips on your schedule, folks. Keep them on your calendar. Don't disappoint our brethren in Israel the way so many people did this summer. You know, whenever we talk about tourism and its effect, so invariably it's always the same group that, you know, tourists hang out with, whether it be, you know, hotel folks, shopkeepers, cab drivers. It's usually the same group or the same category of people that people are encountering during their visits because that's obviously the people who are servicing the tourists usually. And one of the saddest things about the week we were in Israel is when I would walk out of the hotel, there'd be two, three cabs in front of the hotel, and come back an hour, and I'd take a cab somewhere, come back an hour later, those same drivers were sitting in front, hadn't moved in an hour. And anybody who's been in Jerusalem during August knows that you can't be quick enough with the cabs to keep up with the tourists, usually. That's how rapid-fire they're leaving those... uh those taxi stands. Anyway, so we could do our part, and I hope that uh, everybody will heed our advice and, in fact, do so. JM in the AM at um, 25 minutes before 9 o'clock. So the rumor is that both Yosef and Yoshua Siegel are going to be hosting... Today's live lunch, it's already gotten a couple of comments on our app. Someone writes, will the guest host, guest host be taking requests? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Uh, um, someone writes, I think it's very cool that two of the seagulls will be hosting today's live lunch. Yeah, I agree with that. If you want to comment on our app at any time, make sure to install the NSN app on Android or iPhone. You could see on the front, on the home page of the app, there's an area that says add a comment, and you can just comment away at any point during the day, no matter what you're listening to. And make sure to be tuned into the live lunch between 11 and 1 today. Yoshua and Yosef Siegel. And don't forget to uh, tune in tomorrow when Malcolm Holmline joins me. There's a lot to discuss regarding this amazing world of ours. Malcolm Honeline tomorrow morning, 7.40 in the morning, right here at JM in the AM.
was raised on a Kansas farm where corn and soybean grow. How my family came to be there's something no one seemed to know. I played quarterback in high school. My mom baked apple pie. Each year we fly the stars and stripes on the fourth day of July. My folks never said much to keep you towards the day. Then again, from time to time, God bless the USA. I grew into a man with my own complicated life. And asked a girl from down the road, Caroline, to be my wife. I was a country boy, living the all-American dream. Hard at work, drinking hard, not much in between. Never gave much thought to matters of the spirit or the soul. Wouldn't trade my way of life for a bushel full of gold. But one night in the attic, in an old and dusty crate, found great grandpa's diary till dawn I read it straight. Turns out he fled from Russia back in 1893. The oldest child of my surprise of a Jewish family Showed it to my parents, they said, son, yes, it's true But it's just ancient history, don't let it trouble you First thing Rick Grandpappy did when he set foot on this plan Was say I pledge allegiance to good old Uncle Sam Gave much thought to matters of the spirit or the soul. Wouldn't trade my way of life for a bushel full of gold. But I was more than taking back my thoughts out of control. And I said I've got to know more, put my wedding plans on hold. So I drove up to the city, told the rabbi what I knew. He said, please let me teach you what it means to be a Jew. He taught me about Torah and Mitzvah 613. How our lives have meaning if we keep our souls resting. Day after day he challenged me, come home, I know you can. He seemed so sad when I said I can't change the way I am. Mere coincidence 
When I went to get new plates down at the DMV, the license plate they gave me read GE2613. Country Boy off of Journeys, volume number four. Yaakov Shweki before that with Cry No More. Amechad, that's Ari Goldwag with that very popular tune. And Benny Friedman did Hashem Melech off of A Time for Music, number 27 from this past January's Hass concert. Five minutes before nine o'clock. Reminder, Yoshua Siegel and Yosef Siegel sit in for the live lunch today, two hours from now at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in on the stream, on the app, whatever method you use to listen in. Tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honline joins us. 7.40 tomorrow morning for the weekly update right here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in from anywhere around the world. You'll hear us discuss the latest what's happening in Israel and the Jewish world. Amiran Dvir wraps up a Thursday at JM in the AM.
Achenu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Want to thank the caller from El Azar in Israel who just called in. Reassuring me that plenty of people have not changed their plans for the year. A lot of uh, yeshiva boys, I am told, are on their flight to Israel heading back for the year, which begins uh, the beginning of next week on Rosh Chodesh. And in general, a lot of tourists that they met uh, made sure to mention they kept their commitment to head to Israel at this time. Something I hope all of us can do. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget live lunch between 11 and 1. Join Yoshua Siegel and Yosef Siegel for all the action. JMNAM.org. Plenty more tomorrow morning, including our weekly update. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, and have a wonderful Thursday. Until tomorrow, it's Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.